From Green Biz Group, welcome to Center Stage, the best of live interviews from Green Biz events. I'm Joel McCower. The question that I like to, to ask is, how do we take these news and translate them into action, which can lead into the ideation, implementation, and acceleration of big, bold, disruptive solutions? That was Daniela Fernandez, founder and CEO of Sustainable Ocean Alliance. She came to Verge 18 to talk about her journey as a young person devoting her life to fighting climate change. Let's listen in. Good morning, afternoon. I'm not sure what time it is, but hello everyone. Uh, my name is Daniela Fernandez, founder and CEO of Sustainable Ocean Alliance. Thank you for having me. So I like to start this talk with a reminder. And I want us all to take a second to reflect on the time we are living in. We are at the tipping point and it's become in our lifetime. So just take a second to think about that. And I know I don't have to remind any of you here because you're in the weeds, you're working every single day to fight this. And the question that I'd like to, to ask is, how do we take these news and translate them into action which can lead into the ideation, implementation, and acceleration of big, bold, disruptive solutions. That's what I'm here to talk about today. My story begins when I was a freshman in college at Georgetown University, which was five years ago. I graduated one year ago. And I had the opportunity to attend a meeting at the UN headquarters in New York. At this meeting, as you can imagine, being a a wide-eyed freshman in college, I'm walking in the room, being surrounded by heads of state, ambassadors, NGO leaders. I'm wondering, what am I doing here? I felt so out of place. And then as I'm sitting in that very official UN uh, seat, I become overwhelmed and fearful for my future. So I'm about to show you some of the scientific predictions I learned about that day at the UN. If you have heard of these before, please raise your hand and look around you to see how many people are aware of these predictions. By 2030, 90% of the world's coral reefs will have suffered irreversible damage and will have died. Raise your hands. By 2050, we'll have more plastic than fish in the ocean measured by weight. In the next 20 years, the world's stock of seafood will have collapsed leaving three billion people without their primary source of protein. So for those of you that didn't raise your hands and are feeling overwhelmed and completely shocked, I can relate to what you were feeling because that was me when I was walking out of that UN meeting. I felt a sense of hopelessness and asked myself, what can one person do? How can I truly make a difference? And then I thought back as to the day I realized that I would commit my life to helping solve climate change. At the age of 12, I was walking home from school and saw this image of penguins walking on sand. It was so disturbing that it stopped me dead in my tracks and I said, what's going on? I don't understand. Ran to Blockbuster, you know, back in the day, the video stores, and saw the movie and Al Gore changed my life. And that's when I knew this was the greatest threat to my generation, and I had to do something. But when you're 12 years old and so young, you just have no idea what to do. It's your passion, you want to do something, but there's no channel for you to translate that passion into. I didn't have a community, and I didn't have a platform where I could experiment, ideate, and collaborate with other people. 
And so I set out to build that platform because it didn't exist. And that is how Sustainable Ocean Alliance was born. Out of a college room idea, Sustainable Ocean Alliance is now a global organization, and we are in over 62 countries, having young people all over the world working on ocean solutions. And why young people? Because over 50% of the world's population is under the age of 30. And it's not just about educating young people, millennials and Gen Zers, and telling them about climate change is real, but it's about empowering them to take ownership of the situation and making sure that they have the tools at hand, that they have the right resources and the right mentorship to take their ideas to the next level. So how are we doing this? How do we build SOA? The first thing we did is we built two communities, one of them of young people all over the world, working in high schools, colleges, and young professionals on these grassroots level ocean projects. And the other community of people such as yourselves, corporations, NGOs, and governments, leading forward-thinking solutions. And then we brought these two worlds together so they can talk to one another, they can collaborate, and figure out a way forward together in a partnership. Because as all of you know, and as other speeches have said, we need cross-sector partnerships, not only private and public, but also including civil society. Then, we did something that's a little bit outside of the box. We listened. We listened to our young people and asked them, what are you passionate about? How can we support your efforts? We knew we didn't have the answers, and we didn't want to be that organization that said to them, go sign this petition, and this is how you're gonna make a difference. No, we said to them, you're confronting climate change in your backyard. Tell us the problems you're facing, and how can we as an organization give you the right mentorship? How can we give you the right tools, the right education systems, and the right opportunities for you to be at high-level meetings such as the UN, such as the Our Ocean Conference where all the world leaders come together? and having them present their ideas. Because when you talk to world leaders about blockchain and drones and IoT, it goes over their heads. They don't know what, what these technologies are, but young people get it. So how can we build a community of learning? And the third thing we did is we accelerated solutions. This year we launched the Ocean Solutions Accelerator, which is an eight-week program here in San Francisco. It's the wide combinator for the ocean. So we had over 100 young people apply to this program from over 32 countries, and we picked five innovations, five incredible startups that found the way to revolutionize their specific industries, and I'm excited to share those with you today. First, Lollyware. How many of you have seen that viral image of the turtle having that straw stuck in their nose? Raise your hand. Another disturbing image and a reminder of what we're doing to our everyday environment. So Lollyware is the first company creating straws out of seaweed, not plastic. So getting rid of plastic once and for all. They already have over 80 billion orders, which is really exciting. SafetyNet is using electromechanical devices and attaching them to fishing nets to detract or deflect fish. So who would have thunk you can either have a fish swim towards you or away depending on the light you use on it. And this way they can decrease bycatch, which is the entanglement of sea turtles and other marine life that is unwanted. ETAC is using sensor technology to detect oil spills early on. 
and using nanomaterials to make oil magnetic and easier to clean up. It's an amazing way of cleaning up oil spills. CalWave is leveraging the power of the ocean waves and turning it into sustainable energy. And Sustainability Cloud is using blockchain to turn the waste management system into a recycling and repurposing system so that we know where every single piece of plastic came from and where it's going to be reused. This right here is the future. And this is what happens when you give one young person with an idea, with an innovation, the right support, the right belief system, and the right capital to scale their ideas. So this is what SOA is today. Like I mentioned to you, we are the world's largest ocean youth network with young people in over 62 countries. We host a global summits convening these two groups of individuals. And we are working with corporations and governments and helping them further think about innovation, further think about how they can support and encourage millennials and Gen Zers to help their own forward-looking ideas. And when I graduated from Georgetown one year ago, I turned on all my job offers. Coming from a low-income family, I didn't have any money to rely on. But I knew that I had to do something, and I knew I had to build it today. It was that sense of urgency that led me to move to San Francisco, raise some capital, and become a social entrepreneur. And the quote that helped me make that leap of faith was this one. If not now when, if not us, who? So I leave you with that question and ask yourself, are you taking big and bold and disruptive risks? If you're not, you should, because we're at the last offense against climate change. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Daniela Fernandez talk about ocean conservation and innovation at the Verge 18 conference in Oakland, California in October 2018. For more Center Stage podcasts, go to greenbiz.com slash center stage. And while you're there, tune into GreenBiz 350, our weekly podcast covering the news and the people behind the news in sustainable business and clean technology. For all of us here at GreenBiz Group, I'm Joel McCower. Thanks for listening.